The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 150 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. 150, Devin. 150. I know. I just, wow. How, I, I feel like we were just on like 130 like last I week. I know. It seems like just like yesterday, it was 149. Uh, okay. So every October, must, most geeks look forward to Halloween, but now, my dear Okie Geeks, we have a new reason to celebrate the 10th month token con is taking place on october 6th and 7th at Wyndham garden hotel on southwest meridian it is going to be oklahoma's first dedicated board game convention here to talk about it is mike dadalo and adam roach with the oklahoma board games community boy guys welcome thank welcome. you thank you yeah, thanks for having we are us so excited. oh i don't yeah. think uh, you know so i think stoked. i first heard about token con maybe about th- two months ago or so I think it was a couple months ago and i thought first off What's that? Right. What? Um, and the second was, uh, once I did hear about it, it sounded fantastic. So tell us what TokenCon is all about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a board game convention. So we're going to have just um, uh, hundreds of board games available for people to check out and play. We've got uh, Rodney Smith, who runs this really popular uh, Watch It Played channel on YouTube. He's coming down, flying down from Canada to be there and play games with people and uh, hang out with people. We've got the state championships for nine different board games coming up. And uh, at TokenCon, we've got 40 different play to win games where every time you check them out and play them, you're entered to win them. Oh, and then uh-huh. someone just takes That's it home. Fantastic. So, yeah, um, we've got all kinds of scheduled games running. We've got D&D running. We've got uh, uh, like around 20 different vendors selling board games, accessories, other geek stuff. I mean, it's going to be really cool. That is fantastic. Now, uh, you've got nine state so state championship games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are those? Uh, can you, do you know all, all, all nine of them? Can you, you know, I don't even know all of them off the top of my head. But, Just give but, me an idea. But, yeah, so there's a game called Ice Cool, which is kind of a flicking game that's in the state championships. There's a game called Pyramid Poker, another one that's called Dimension. But um, there's a bunch <laughs> of – they're all pretty easy to learn. They're all pretty short, and you can, you can come and don't even know how to play, and you can still play in the tournament. I think that's what makes a good game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's for a lot of fun. We, I have a friend who actually built board game this year, and we were invited to become one of the first players. Like when he was still trying trialing it, and and then um, yeah, so th- that was a really fun thing for all of us to all come in at the same level of experience and and just walk through. Like that was a new joy that I discovered this year yeah. that I yeah. didn't. Because I'm, I'm a total filthy casual. It's the, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a sign of a good board, board game. Um, and I think one I almost always point to is Ticket to Ride. Right. Uh, that mm-hmm. game looks like the most complex, disturbingly, just mind-blowing game you could ever play. But once you sit down, it's like, oh, this is very simple. Right. This is, I, you know, and my son, who I think we first played with him when he was like eight, it was like, boom, 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 knew exactly what cities to right. go to, what he, he planned it all out. He had this whole thing going. He, um, he did really well. And I was like, so just even at a young age, 
it's easy to pick it up, even right. though it looks much more complicated, which right. is the joy of a great game. Right, yeah. and, I, and I think it's like one of the hallmarks of modern board games is they've made them a lot more accessible than they used to be. Mm-hmm. I, when I think of Ticket to Ride, I think of Rail Baron, which, which I used to play with my family when I was a right. kid. And oh I man, Rail Baron, it was so game. long, and I remember we had this huge chart that you had to like cross-reference. If I did this city to this city, I get this much money or whatever. Right. It was really complicated, and you know, Ticket to Ride takes that same theme and just makes it so much more accessible, yeah. prettier, and just that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, even more so when when you're going, because there's places that, we, America is really easy to do, Ticket to Ride. But you do Europe, you do, you know, different places. You don't know those places as easy. So it's got to be just as simple. And it is. Those other mm-hmm. those other ones, you don't know the place, but you can find the city. Yeah, they do a good job with visuals. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but um, any other games you can think of on that championship? Uh, you know, I, I, I can't off the top of my head cool. unless Adam does. Honestly, I think the, the, the biggest one for me is going to be the iSchool. It's just a really cool spectator one and two. It has all these big rooms. You're flicking little penguins in and out. You can jump mm-hmm. over the walls. You, you had can... me at penguins. Oh, yeah. It's well, adorable. <laughs> game, yes. Like a thousand percent you had me at penguins. They, I think they got that set up at PB&J. Uh, yep, they uh, absolutely yeah. do. You yeah, need to get a, out more. You do. I really game do. Show. I, I am. I'm thrilled. The gaming stores we've got, of course, the, the Edmund, PB&J. We've got, of course, still Game HQ. Uh, Loot XP. Loot We've got Edmund Unplugged. You, you've got Edmund Unplugged. You've got Yukon, uh, the one in Yukon, which now uh, escapes me. Game, game Face. Game yes. Face in Yukon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got one new one in Choctaw. They're popping up all mm-hmm. over the place right. because people are realizing the joy of sitting down at a table and playing games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually read an article. It was, it was more toward D&D. But it's still very important. And it, it was that, uh, you know, we've, we've done studies that guys, as they get older, have fewer and fewer friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and guys who have fewer and fewer friends tend to be, oh, that's me, sorry about that, uh, tend, tend to be, uh, have a lower life expectancy because you need friendship, you need companionship. And one of the things that D&D and all board games do is they get you out and playing a game with friends. Right. right, and and doubling down on that, they have done research that while online face-to-face is a substitute, it's not the same as camaraderie. Yeah. Like, I was just hearing this this week, actually, that, like, face-to-face communication via a, tech, a technological thing versus an actual, like, it's physical encounter is not the same no. for your brain, for your dopamine receptors, for your, like, getting into the science of it. It was, like, it's it's not a worthwhile long-term substitute yeah. for those companion for that yeah, you companionship to, you have to sit down and play these games yeah i, I can completely Physically. see that because we i i play board games over the computer as well some mm-hmm. or yeah. over my phone or whatever happens to be but it does not in any way give that same feel or same right. impression i mean I, I still really look forward to all my weekly face-to-face gaming yeah your analog like old school interactions yeah it's Adam, just I'd, not the same yeah i'd mentioned that i'd played discord for the first time with my son now i loved it it was fun it was fun to be able to play first off it was fun to be able to play D just sitting on my sofa my son was in the other room he was playing the same game uh, we couldn't be in the same room because of audio stuff uh, sure. but uh and that was the other thing was i was playing with my son and i loved playing D D with my son but he still had to be in the other room um and that was and kind it doesn't of give you the same joy. It was, well, no, like it's it was, it was, it was the same joy. joy. It was the same joy because it was played D D. Because I had already played a four hour game earlier <laughs> the day it had been unplugged. So I had already had my fix of, uh, and I played within twenty four hours earlier uh, Friday night. On, I'd, I'd been unplugged. So I believe in that that table thing. But I in in, in being at a table. But every now and then it's fun. 
to play a board game online or play, you know, but you've got to do the table thing. You've got right. to be sitting at a table mm-hmm. and, and literally unplugging yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's where all the joy comes for me. Yeah. I mean, as a filthy casual, I like sitting down and <laughs> learning new things, but I, it's the social aspect yeah. of it. It just gives you like a focal point of yeah. <laughs> meeting new people. Now you have something and, to talk about on and this And I know table. That's, that's the point of the Oklahoma board game community right. for you guys. Right, it really is. I mean, that's it's really about bringing people together and getting them together. And I mean, like Adam and I, and really, I mean, like all of us that are the organizers of this convention, we've all met through the board game community and we are all, I mean, the, the organizers of this thing, are, we're all, you know, really good friends. And pretty much all my closest friends that I have now have come from the board game community. And it's awesome. I mean, it's just, a, it's a really great way to bring people together. And we have, you know, we'll have five-year-old kids at our meetups sometimes. We'll have like 70, 80-year-old people at our meetups sometimes. And we've had, you know, a five-year-old sit down and play a game with, you know, someone in their 70s. I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing. Like, it's just this really wide range of people from, you know, filthy casuals to, right. to people who are just hardcore gamers. Yeah. And they all get together and they play. And, I mean, it's awesome. So It's friendship yeah. and it's fun, I think, is just is, is jo- enjoying the game and enjoying the, being around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think we get closed off a lot. And so it's really nice for that. Uh, what, okay, so it's it's both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, why did you guys decide to do two days instead of combine into one day, or might go three days? Why did you decide it's two days? Uh, well, I mean, we would we just couldn't fit everything we wanted to do into one day. Um, so awesome. yeah, That's two days. Awesome it just, yeah, just, uh, just so much stuff going on, and even as it is, there's stuff that overlaps. We've got you know panels that are happening at the same time as tournaments, and I mean, not everybody will be able to or want to do everything. It's just you know. It's just impossible. And then we've got this, you know, we've got such a huge library of games that, you know, with one day you can only play so many games. So the convention really doesn't shut down in, at any point, like from the start to the end. So the, the it starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday and we will close down the library and stuff like that. But you can check out games before it closes and keep playing all night if you want to at the hotel and just run up until the end of Sunday. So, um, you know. Yeah, three, three. We just decided on two days mostly because we figured that that for our first one we wanted to keep it from getting too too unmanageable yeah. with with everybody being volunteers sure. and have room to grow. And that's true too. Yep. So logistically, where does the library like? These are the things that occurred to me. Like, where does the library live, and how does it? Where did it come from? How did it get? How did you guys get uh, yeah. started with this? Yeah. And, well, so a lot of the library is provided by Luton XP. They're awesome. one of our big sponsors, and they're... We're big fans. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. great, and they've been doing a great job. And so they have about 500 games that they've provided. Mm-hmm. Then we have our Oklahoma Board Game Community Library, which has come from, you know, donations from us as our games get kind of worn or, or uh, well-used or, or, you know, whatever. We donate those to the library. Other people donate games to our library. And then we have uh, a bunch of other, like, publishers and things like that through Envoy, which is kind of a... They're an organization that helps out with um, facilitating conventions and board game tournaments and stuff oh, like wow. that. That's and so cool. they, they've provided through the publishers a whole bunch of these play-to-win games that we have. And then, um, yeah, and then we've had some people go at, uh, at uh, Gen Con and, and get some of the newest releases. So we'll have mm-hmm. some of the hot releases for the hot games area and stuff That's like exciting. that. Awesome. Yeah. That cool. is fantastic. And so you so, and, so and, and the tickets are for the full weekend, correct? Yep, so yep. tell me about that. What's What are the prices there? Yeah, so a badge is, is um, $50, and it gets you access to everything in the whole convention, um, all the events, and you can register for those events online if you want to to guarantee a spot like the tournaments and things like that, but they're all free. 
um, once you have a badge. Right. And uh, yeah, and then there is a uh, as long as it's uh, as long as we're still in September, there is a promo code code September mm-hmm. that gets you ten percent off of those. Everybody have one week. Those. Yeah. Right? So get one on more it. week to get those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's great. I'm it's, you know most people think oh we got a dev day pass or whatever. I think of the idea of just for fifty bucks for an entire weekend of just playing games right. is so well. And any game you mm-hmm. want, you know, because that, that's the problem. You can't have the library that you guys have in your house. It, right. It, well, no. you could. Right. But most people wouldn't. Right. And so to be able to try games do you, before you buy them, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then we just, we have, I mean, we have most of the local stores there that are going to be selling games. Game HQ will be there. Loot and XP will be there. Edmund Unplugged and PB&J, they'll all be there. Um, so there'll be a lot of stuff that you can, I mean, you can really just do a lot of things that you couldn't or would take you a lot of time moving around to do before. You can get everybody's selection of games. You know, we've got some, uh, this company from Tulsa that makes these really cool wooden inserts for games that kind of for organizing all the different pieces and components. And they're amazing. They're called Meeple Realty, but their inserts are just beautiful. Meeple They'll be Realty. here. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. Yay, that the just best. Right, Denny. Yeah. yeah. That brings me joy. My, my, my wife and I love the name. Meeple. We yeah. just love. That is the greatest <laughs> word ever. We were actually playing when we played D&D. They, uh, our DM didn't have any miniatures for her, so bad for, her, for her NPCs. So she just pulled out these little Meeples. We're like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's the cutest halfling ever. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what other vendors do you guys have coming in? Uh, yeah, so we have, that's a good question. Uh, we've got all the board game stores. We've got Meeple Realty. Who Quite else a do few we have? small game vendors as well. So mm-hmm. we're going to have like Salamander Games, Brown Games, some, some local vendors who are going to bring just all of their creations that will be out. That's fantastic. That's super because fun. it's some. It's it's the other thing that's that's enjoyable is these uh, local people that are just making games. They're just just for fun, um, and well, obviously for, for for fun and profit. Um, but but also, but but the fact that they could do that now, you don't have to be uh, the the Milton Bradley. You don't have to be. Right. You know, you can actually create your own game and actually get it off the ground now. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that we actually have uh, we actually have an event called the Prototype Game Zone, basically where people mm-hmm. can register and bring their games that are prototypes that they're working on, and then other people can come and just try them. So and then and then yeah, you've got a panel. You've got a panel too with uh, game designers. We and, do. So several of those local designers that I just mentioned, we're actually going to have them sit down for a Q and A. Um, so they're going to be able to present a little bit about their process. How do I go about designing a new game? How do I go about finding a publisher? How do I go about just the entire process? And so they'll present that to the group and their different experiences, as well as then have that question and answer. So if you're curious about how I might go about it in the future. Yeah, we had uh, the developers of Chewascaria in here. um, And just the idea of what it takes. First off, uh, just to, to the... It seems like the the idea of creating a game is actually the easy part. It's the then publishing it, getting it shipped, fi- you know, all this stuff. And of course, I've 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 signed up I, when they did their uh, their their fun go uh, fun go fun Kick, Kickstarter. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, I signed up for the game, and you know we're kind of waiting to see because they've got to send it away, and it's got to be brought back, and they've got to take a look at it, make sure it's all, and make sure everything's packaged correctly, you know. And it just takes a while, so we're all kind of on pins and needles waiting for them to come in. But I'm very excited when it does because. It, not only because it's a game, which is and always it's a fun. super fun game. Yeah, it's also it's local people just mm-hmm. making a game. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. That and I we've know that wa- and we've been so fortunate to see that whole process like play out. Like I feel like we saw it. We didn't see a lot of the behind the scenes start of it, but once you know it was a, we've gotten to watch that that aspect of the process. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it was a year and a half ago for yeah. so super 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 BitCon. They were having their party at Game. 
the, the, the gaming place on Memorial. That's uh, the video game place on oh, oh, uh, main yeah. event. Main, main event. event. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, there, and there were the guys. They were just putting down the games. And I, I think I had an interview with them the, uh -huh. the very next day. And I'm like, I want to play with this because I'm going to be interviewing you guys tomorrow right? uh, on the Okie Geek podcast. So <laughs> I sat down and, and played and it was wonderful. And the next day we actually played it with the Okie Geeks here. And oh, it's just so much fun. Again, just sitting around and playing a game about food. Except it makes you hungry. Oh, it makes you really That's hungry. That's really the only downside of that game is that I always leave it. I'm like, starving. And well, it makes you hungry for really good food. Really that's good the food. Yeah, that's you can't just, just have chips sitting no, beside you. No, no it's, it's fancy food in that. It's a delicious game. <laughs> yes. Well, sweet. So um, what other panelists do you have? You got the local designers. What other panels are you bringing? I'll let Adam. So we have a, a couple of other panels planned or just events that are going to be panels. So mm -hmm. we're going to do an awards show as a group. So the Oklahoma community is coming together and voting on some things as well as our organizers. And Rodney Smith uh, will be involved in this likely as well. And we're going to be picking our favorite games and we're going to do that as a presentation. Kind of a fun show with that as well. Uh, we're going to have some trivia nights out there planned as an event. That'll be kind of a panel and a group. Uh, we're also going to have a Chit Chat Live, which is a, uh, a video uh, section that we do on YouTube, and that's going to be a few of like the funny games that we can get in there, mm -hmm. and we're going to do some live-action portions of that game throughout the process. That'll nice. be so much fun. So on the trivia, tell me about mm -hmm. that. I want to know more. I'm a big trivia The trivia is going to be really cool. So we had a meeting about this about a month ago and talked about the different like categories of things that we're yeah. going to do. And there's so many. It's uh, it's really a lot less. I mean, for anybody who doesn't do trivia, trivia can sound kind of dry maybe, but it's really going to be fun. It's uh, So one of the categories is um, uh, guess the game based on the emojis. So uh, so it's like a, it's like a series of emojis that's a game title. And, um, you know, so uh, one, of, one, one of the ones that we talked about that we're, we're not going to actually use in the trivia is a, a little cat emoji and then a little plus symbol. And uh, it's, uh, no. that's a good guess. That's a good guess. I'm so like, no, what, what we were mean? going for is Catan. Cat and oh, that's so good. So it's yeah, it's 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 stuff like that. So so it'll be uh, so that's one of the categories. Is the that the, would take a while? Yeah, yeah, it would take a while. So the way it works is your trivia group will get like for each section you'll get your your series of your your whatever it is the category. So then in the emoji one you'll get your list of like five emojis or whatever, and, <laughs> awesome. and your team will look through and try to figure out what they are and turn those in. And then you get that's points, fantastic. and the winners are all going to get uh, copies of. Um, that timeline series of games. Have you heard of that before? Uh -uh. It's uh, it's kind of a trivia type game. It's it's uh, the idea is there's a series of of, of cards that have oh yes I have seen yeah okay yeah 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 so anyway we, there's all kinds of different editions of it but the winning the winning team will get copies of of, of those timeline games. See, so my wife won't let me play because she says you'll win that because I history is my uh, it's my mm -hmm. jam and so. I was like, oh, and I was already just looking on the board going, oh, I know that comes before that. And she's like, yeah, you can't play that with me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any more than I could, you know, Simpsons trivia, she, you know, I'd, 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 you know, win that. Of course, the nice. only thing is, I actually played, we played a, there was a, a Star Wars Risk game that I bought for my son. And, Did it take like 18 uh, and, hours? No, no, no. It's, it's actually very simple. It's just simply the last six minutes of Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Okay. And uh, you are playing uh, the, the 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 one side is playing the 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 rebels on not only on the uh, the moon, but also on they're playing Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader and they're fighting in the the battle above um, uh, above Endor, and so then and the other side's playing the the other side of it, and so you. you 
Okay. So I'm playing against my, my, it's my son and I, Star Wars fans like crazy. We're playing the dark side. We're like, we got this, no problem. Which is probably why they lost. Um, and then, um, and then Pride my my wife, my like, wife and her friend who'd never even seen a Star Wars movie, right? They beat us. I'm like, they uh, trounced like, you. Strategy, man. strategy. No, Risk it's actually about- weighted towards the good guys. That's why. Uh, well, there's that too. Because they're supposed to win. Right. Now, there's obviously they, they there's ways they wouldn't if we had done certain other things, but it is really kind of weighted toward because you do hate would hate okay kids play this game by the way oh the dark side won <laughs> right <laughs> bt dubs yeah but it was you know that's what makes a great game that makes it fun yeah um i played a 12 hour game of risk once and we weren't wow, done wow. like we just stopped like we and we picked it up so really i picked like it was like a 16 hour game of risk a great great game of risk it was a group of very competitive i'm a really competitive person that's part of why i have to be a filthy casual like i just i can't like because <laughs> i'm in it to win it and like i was with a table full of really competitive people and we all were like no no this is we're gonna finish this you know so i guess yeah. that's why i, I for me maybe that game, is why i'm a filthy yeah, <laughs> because see, i me, got it all not, in <laughs> i love i love games and for me it's not about winning it's it is playing. It's experiencing the, the yeah. play of the game because that's what I we played. A, I don't know if you've ever done. Do you guys play dominoes at all? Absolutely. Um, yeah. ch- chicken foot. Uh, my wife loves chicken foot. And it's basically where you. It's it, it's kind of like a Mexican train only with say, fewer like, dominoes. Like, yeah, sure. It is Mexican train with fewer dominoes. Gotcha. So you don't have to count like the twelve twelves and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I came in dead last. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, it's super I mean, fun. It's just. Fun. I right. wanted to sit around the table and play with my wife and my kid and our friends, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's and usually the mark of a good game for yeah. me. I mean, I'm a competitive player. Don't get me mm. wrong. But if I sit down and I spend that two, three hours with my friends and I enjoy the experience, that's what I want. Then you want. Right. I don't yeah. care if I exactly. win. Yeah. But you yeah, you, well, it wouldn't be any good if you're just like, oh, I don't care. Because right. You've got to be competitive. That's kind of the point of the right. game is to try right. to win. Um, but one of the things, well, one of the things that I, I love about you know is is the competitive style of games. That's why I like D and D. Is because everybody is working together, right. including and I, one people think people don't realize the DM is playing the game with the players as well. It's not a everybody against the DM or the DM against mm-hmm. everybody. It's everybody competing to play or or uh, not compete, collaborating to play a really good game. Mm-hmm. Sure, and tell a really cool story. Yeah, right. That's why I like. That's probably why I'm such an observer. Like I always want to just watch people play games because I just want to. Like, I would watch my brother play video games because I just wanted to see how the story played mm-hmm. out, like, depending on his choices. So right. maybe that's why. Yeah, I'm our DM, and I really enjoy watching the process. Right. I honestly do. I want to see how they try to solve the problems, the mm-hmm. puzzles, the things that I put out there for them. And, yeah, I want them to succeed. I want them to feel like there's consequences for their actions, Fair but those. I want them to succeed. Yeah, and you've got to be careful. There was, you know, when, when we're playing games, if you're not role-playing, if you're going in, you know, just to – hack and slash you might get into trouble you might actually need to be do some role playing to get out of battling and i remember uh one night i didn't get to play this game they were playing right next to us at edmund unplugged and they said that they had one actual fight everything else they role played their way out of and of course the dm was was well yeah you can still get experience points for that because you worked your way out of a conflict rather right. than mm-hmm. working your way into it um, and that's that's all. That's a sign of a good role playing game. That's something you will not get in any video game, right? Because mm-hmm. a video game has no idea how to deal with that. Right. You right. can't go up and just talk. 
you know, right. you're just going to die of dysentery. There's, <laughs> right? there's no way to actually deal with this fact that you want to talk your way out of a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you can't. Which is the good humaning, yeah. like thing to do like try at least <laughs> yes. and any role playing it's the doctor who D&D, approach yes. like you know yes let's let's try to not come to a conflict on the uh, on the D games um those are those ddal games dungeons dragons adventures league so many of them will be dungeons dragons adventures league games we also have one or two that are going to be special modules that if people aren't going to a lot of events they probably have missed in the past so we're going to run like a clouds giant bargain and some things of that nature those are old ddal events um, and then we have one custom one that's coming off of the Dungeon Masters Guild that I know a couple people are going to run it's brand new I don't expect anybody to have done it oh, yet cool. that'll um, be wonderful what, what tiers do we know so most of it's going to be tier one and tier two we want to mm-hmm. keep things pretty accessible I don't think Dungeon of the Mad Mage is going to be out just in time if we can get an advanced copy which we're trying to do we'll run one tier four group I don't have a tier four and yet where are the tiers <laughs> I, do, like, I don't see, okay tier one is uh, levels one through five Tier two is level, well, actually, it's one through four. Correct. Level five through 10 is tier two. Tier three is. And is, is it based a, on experience? It's, they're based off levels. Mm-hmm. And especially now under the new DDAL rules, where you no longer use experience points, we now use okay. uh, advanced checkpoints, uh, advanced, advanced placement checkpoints, and treasure points. And by the way, I've now been playing about three weeks under these new rules, and I like everything except for one thing. Oh, yeah? In game gold. I, I don't I don't mind that I advanced checkpoints. In fact, actually, I was talking to my son. I said, "What's how many level? How many experience points does it take to get from sixth to seventh level?" He's like, "I don't know." I say, "How many advanced checkpoints does it take to get from sixth to seventh level?" He goes, eight. Exactly. It makes it much easier. You now know exactly, and I can tell you, I would play characters. I do have characters. I do have a character up to ninth level. I've got a couple of characters eighth, ninth level, and you get to sixth level, and you're going, you're playing weekly, and go months before you go up in a level. Mm-hmm. That should never be happening. Mm-hmm. Under the new DDAL rules, it's two games. <clears throat> it's two four-hour games, and you advance. Or oh, cool. eight hours. Okay. It just helps just you meet your progression yes. so much better. Okay. Yeah, and, and so and I like the treasure points. I like the fact that it's like, I want that magic item. I mean, I was playing a game with my son, and, and Bracers of Defense came up. And under those old rules, he got the Bracers of Defense because he was a wizard and hadn't had any magic items. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a barbarian. I don't have any. I would have liked to have had those. It's still useful. Under the new system, he can have Bracers. I can have Bracers. Everybody can have Bracers. You just have to spend the treasure points. I love it. It's the in-game gold. It's the fact that we met up with Volo Friday night, and he set us off to find a friend. Mm -hmm. And we're like, great. He says, I'll give you 100 gold pieces each. And we all went, yeah, no, you won't. Yeah. Because you can't, there's no more rewards. You only get gold when you level up. So previously you, oh, you, you just got in. You got money, you got rewards, you got you know, so 100 gold pieces it, it for saving the princess. Yeah. And now you can't. You'd find it has a hoard of treasure, you know, dragon's hoard. Nowadays you can only get treasure if you level up. That's the only thing I don't like. I say, uh, let you do the levels because yeah. I also played games. I have played games where there was no gold at all. I leveled up, I'm at like level two, level three. And I still haven't got any gold just because the adventures themselves didn't lean that way toward getting gold. So right. I like getting gold per level up, but put the gold back into the game. I think that's a pretty standard complaint. Yeah. Um, most homebrews will still modify that. Even if we follow mostly Adventure League yeah. stuff, we'll, we'll do gold as it goes because they have their downtime activities and things like that that they like to do and have that extra gold to yeah. move forward with. 
I think DDAL will change that. I think they'll. I think that's going to be because that's again that's the only thing I'm having a problem with. Everything else, it's simple, it's easy. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know the renown. I know the date. Even without the DM telling me, I know right. what we've done. We we played three hours, three checkpoints. You know, it's so simple. But yeah, I would like to see that back in. Hopefully, DDAL will do that. Um, you did say that we're going to be tier one and two tier two games there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, are there going to be any other role playing games there? So right now, I don't think we have any other role-playing games scheduled. A few people have mentioned Starfinder, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think there are some private groups that are going to run Starfinder, but nothing through the convention itself, uh, and we'd have to see if those fill in or not. Yeah, because you'll, you, you'll have tables. Will people be able to just bring in games and play? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so right now you can schedule, you can schedule games like that through our convention. Um, so that's something that you're able to post and say, I want to run this game at this time and I have this many spots open. Oh, that's very cool. And so we could, is there, is there a uh, social media aspect to this? Somebody can kind of get an idea of what's going on when that kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, so they can go to our website, tokencon.net and there's a full event schedule there, including everything that everyone has submitted and that has been approved. Um, So they can see there all the games that are running and they can mark themselves as going to any game or any Mm -hmm. tournament or or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it seemed like there were some, you could just, uh, oh, look, I want to play that game at that time. So you could just sign up for that. Exactly. (laughs) It's wonderful. I love that. Are you guys on uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah. I know you're on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Yeah, facebook.com slash okboardgame, the Oklahoma board game community. That's us on Facebook. And uh yeah, TokenCon has its own page as well. So if you're interested in getting extra special updates for that, so TokenCon has its own event that you'd be able to sign up through. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. And you got and Twitter also. You, the Oklahoma Board Game. Does, are, does Twitter? Does TokenCon have Twitter? TokenCon token does not. Doesn't. But no. Oklahoma Board Game yeah, community, community does. does. Yeah. And what is that's OK Board Game? I don't remember. What is that? What uh, is the Twitter? It is OK Board Game Community, I believe. Yeah. I knew it was. Sorry. I love how we're all. Checking our phones. Um, yeah, um, it's just I, I I think it's great that we can we can still you know contact each other and, and figure out and then come together to actually play games, right? Which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I I think it's really great because um, the the best uh, conventions I've seen over the past three or four years, and I think they've been growing here in Oklahoma. Um, but the best ones, the ones that make it, the ones that succeed, the ones that grow, are the homegrown conventions Mm -hmm. and i'm i think that's where you guys are heading right now yeah i mean we hope so i mean we uh we would like to grow it next year and we have i mean the thing that i'm most excited about is that everybody who's working at this convention like all the volunteers and stuff they're all people who have been running meetups many of them for years now um and they've all done a great job and and uh have been just really good hosts and really good at welcoming people and and um teaching games and things like that so we're going to have a lot of those people just floating around and helping people learn games and helping people pick games to play and you know stuff like that i think i think that'll make it a really we really want it to be a really fun playing time like everybody can come and play games and just have you know a really good time and and even if you don't do any of the events i think you could come and just play games the whole weekend and have a great time playing games if you like that so yeah and that's where you mostly conventions there's other things to do there's and i mean you guys still have your panels your trivia but i mean i don't know any other place where you could just hey why don't you come play games for an entire weekend right 
Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> what, what an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you could get a hotel room there and you could just never yeah. leave for the whole weekend. There's a that restaurant in the hotel. Like, like, you could you're just. You're in a hotel yeah. too, so it's like super yeah. perfect. Because when yeah. you said you could check like, out the game. This would be the ultimate vacation. Right. You could check out a game and then just go yeah. up to the hotel room and just Depending play the whole night. Right. You, know, yeah. right. you don't even have yeah. to leave. And you can great. stick around the convention floor too. We're not we're not taking anybody out of the convention throughout the entire evening. In fact, we're going to try to keep you engaged. If you don't want to play these big long games, we'll run some werewolf games throughout the evening. Mm-hmm. We'll run some special scenarios in that. So you'll be lost on a <sighs> desert island for werewolf, um, or That's maybe fantastic. some two rooms and a werewolf. boom. <laughs> we'll we'll actually separate you out for two rooms and a boom. Some things like that overnight. Nice. If you want to do some of those late night casual light games. Mm-hmm. What do you, tell, tell for people who yeah. don't know, what's Werewolf? Uh, so Werewolf has basically two sides. There's going to be some werewolves hiding in your village, and there's going to be some villagers. Well, the werewolves want to eat you uh, because they're hungry. And then the villagers, they want to find an exile or kill the werewolves so that they're no longer eaten again. And then there's lots of roles in that. So there's a seer who might be able to know more things. Usually the first person who dies becomes a ghost and can write a letter every day about the werewolves trying to help you learn who ate them. Right. Uh, there's just a lot of different interactionary roles so in that. <laughs> it's so much fun. It, and it requires nothing yes. but your imagination. That's right. It requires Absolutely. your imagination. You, you know it. who you like are. You can and, play and an eight-minute game of werewolf. You can play, you can make it. I mean, it. it is infinite. Like, I love that you can build on this very simple, mm-hmm. essentially socially engineering. It really is. And yeah. you can make it as complex or easy as possible. I just, I love it. It's fun. I love it. That Back to the first. And so you like, can play several games of Werewolf uh, in the evening that you don't have to worry about pulling out a board or, or right. character right. sheets or anything like that. That's probably another <laughs> reason I love Werewolf. There's no accessories yeah. required. Right. It's super... Yeah. And what was you said? What was the other the the boom one? I hadn't heard that one. So two rooms in a boom is, is going to be similar. It's social deduction, uh, but you split into two teams: a red team and a blue team. The red team is going to be the bombers team, and so they have a couple of goals. They have an engineer. They have a, a bomber themselves, and so the engineer and the bomber they have to get together. They have to show each other their cards to arm the bomb, and then the bomber needs to be in the room with the blue team's president. Uh, oh. So basically their goal is to kill the president. Oh, so good. (laughs) The blue team, their president is ill, so he's going to die no matter what unless the medic gets to him and cures him. So they need to show each other their cards. And so this is done over a few rounds, and you can choose to do a few things. You can color share with somebody. You can tell them if you're red or blue, or you can show your entire role. That's not always good. That gives people information, and some yeah. of the roles do bad things to others. There's a, a robber or something of that nature that makes you completely silent. Now I can't respond to you anymore, <laughs> or I can't share right. with you. Uh, and then there are some maverick-type people who are not on a team and have a completely different oh, win condition. So just about, about what they get information-wise. They might want to just be in a room with a certain person, and so they'll trade information to get where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Done over three rounds takes about fifteen to twenty minutes around you. <laughs> it's so much fun. It can get complicated, fun. I would assume. Much it is, like a, it is a lot of fun, yeah. and you don't trust anyone. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's really, yeah. that's it really messes with your mind. Yeah, and that's what I like about werewolf too. Yeah, because it's right. the same. So that any, same any one of those people could be a werewolf. Anyone could be the werewolf. Anyone yeah. could be. And then, like I said, you can build. You could build on that. And if you are the werewolf, well, you're all paranoid that you're going to get discovered. And so you got to make sure that you don't, you know, you don't get caught killing the, you know, one of the other. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so, so much good. stuff. And yeah, it's stuff. just the, the basis of paranoia right there. Yeah, totally. Right. 
yeah, but it's also that's again we're going back to it's just it's it's friends playing around a, a game. You can walk away from the game going, ah, that was fan, you know, fun. You didn't, you know, you don't. Hopefully, you don't take away anything negative from it. Right. Um, it's just about playing and having fun. Mm-hmm. Right. It is super good. So 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 kind of uh, walk me through the 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 first off. So someone buys a ticket, they go in. The, what can they expect to see when they go with the token con? Sure. So uh, the first thing they'll see, obviously, is the registration desk where they'll pick up their badge. Mm-hmm. When you come in the main ballroom doors, you'll get a swag bag. And uh, it's a really nice cloth bag, great for carrying board games uh, that PB&J actually provided. So uh, they've got a Token Con logo on there. And then it's going to have some games in there provided by Edmund Unplugged and uh, a couple other publishers and uh, other little bits of swag and coupons for local game stores, stuff like that. It'll have a schedule in there and everything you need to know about the convention. And then the first thing you'll notice right after that is the library, which will be right there on your left. And it's so this huge, just like the entire wall filled of board games that you can check out and play. And then we've got this uh, really cool area next to that called the hot game section. And that is uh, actually going to be played on these special tables that are built by the guys who run Shuffles in Tulsa. So Shuffles is like a board game cafe store over there in Tulsa. And they're one of our vendors as well and one of our sponsors. And they're bringing down... Uh, kind of like the debut of these tables. They've been building them, and the first ones that they build, they're going to bring down here to TokenCon. Oh, so we'll have those. Wonderful. We'll have those really nice, you know, with the nice felt on the on the tabletop, and kind of like the uh, uh, what do you call it, like the lip around, so you can yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like it's just, yeah, like a poker yeah. table, very yeah. much like a poker Keep table. All your stuff so on the table. yeah, so we'll have all the hot games there, the games that are basically going to be set up already with uh, uh, you know ready to play, so mm-hmm. you don't have to check them out or anything. Just some of the newest, hottest games that you can go just nice. sit down and play, and then. Um, yeah, and then we have are a whole bunch the, of... Are these the Gen Con games you were talking about? Yes, yeah, some oh, of them will be Gen Con releases. Yeah, some of them That's will be, fantastic. Yeah. And, and we're going to be teaching these as well. So yeah. it's not even just a, you're going to sit down to a game you don't know. You're going to sit down to a game you might not know, but we'll be able to immediately get in, teach you that, and get you playing as quickly as possible. That's, That's great. So yeah. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then uh, then we've got this just really big open gaming area, just a bunch of tables <sighs> where you can sit and play, check out a game, and go play. Uh, beyond that will be all of the vendors. And then coming outside of the ballroom, um, the Wyndham has this really nice atrium area. So it's kind of like open uh, windows up at the top. So lots of natural light during the daytime, trees growing in there. And um, it's just a really, really pretty spot. So it's actually a really nice area. There's more open gaming space out there. And that's where Rodney will be stationed. So Rodney Smith uh, will have his little table where people can come up and meet him. And he's running just a bunch of games throughout the convention as well that, uh, <laughs> that, that yeah, that, that you can sign up for. Um, and then after, besides that, he's just doing stuff that's unscheduled as well, of course. Yeah. And then, and then beyond that, we've got a special area for the tournaments and a uh, special area for the panels. Um, so it's kind of it's like, uh, and then there's a separate room for D and D too, and and, yep. and that kind of thing. So there's quite a few different there's quite a few different spaces in the in the in the area. That is so much there. fun. I know. It's I, I there's I've a few the few gaming or a few conventions that I've been to. I have never been to a gaming convention before. I've been to conventions where there are games, and the 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 fun of going into the area where there is gaming, it's phenomenal because there is an energy. That mm-hmm. you get from that, so I think that's probably what I'm most excited about TokenCon is that that energy that you can feel. You there's 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 uh, some people are maybe talking a little bit louder because they're working on the game, or some people are, are you know you can hear them kind of whispering, but there is an energy at every one of the tables, and it's amazing. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, Absolutely. I think at all the, I mean, we've been to a few conventions and everyone that I've went to, I've really spent 90% of the time just checking out and playing games, mm-hmm. you know, beyond the events or whatever. It's just a lot of fun to have such a big library of games available, like you were saying before. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just something about it. Everybody's sitting around playing games. It's just exciting, you know. You guys provided the games for SoonerCon, correct? Did you, uh, we did do... I know we provided some. I think uh, a couple of other gaming groups also yeah. contributed to that. So I don't, I'm not 100% sure. We did do an open gaming kind of thing at yeah. SoonerCon. Um, yeah, and we had so kind of a, a portion of the section was run by us there. Yeah. But you guys do these things once a... I want to say once every two weeks. Once a, when's, when's your meetups? Oh, our meetups are very often. Several, uh, yeah. So we they're have... They're not on a regular basis. They're just kind of whenever you decide to. Well, or? we have just a number of them that run right, regularly. Right. So we have, we, have a, we have one that runs... Well, two that run weekly. Two Adam weekly. Adam runs uh, one on Monday nights. Uh, there's another one that we have on Thursday nights and then we have just a bunch of um, monthly meetups I think when we counted we have over 150 meetups a year so we have I mean you know it it averages out to you know close to every other day we have a meetup going Um, and it's just I mean we just have a whole bunch of monthly ones that range from we have stuff in Mustang we have stuff in um, Yukon we have stuff in Norman we have I mean we just have you know Oklahoma City Edmond like we've got Kind of all all around, we have different meetups that run, and most of them do run regularly, like once a month mm-hmm. at you know Mazio's or once a month at Denny's or. or I was gonna say, and you guys have these like in like like us reversing Denny's, and I'm like, right, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I did that when I was you know a kid anyway. Right. When I was well, kid, when I was like in my twenties, I'd go around. You mm-hmm. know, we'd go to the Denny's or the the, the IHOP Village or Inn. Village Inn. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you just kettle. figured out my age. Or the kettle, the kettle dude. Um, yeah, all you can eat dude. breakfast and you just play games. <laughs> that was the fun thing to do. Just go to place places. Yeah. You've got coffee, you've got food, and you can just play. Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, amazing. it's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the waitresses probably hated us. Like, I think back and I'm like, whoa, dude. Well, it's, well but we got us, coffee. If you, if, you, if you drink and tip well, you, yeah. you know. It's a true story. Yeah, but yeah. it's just one of those, like, back on those days. So I'm like, take, wow. Take care of your weight Less stuff. Yeah. yeah, take care of your weight stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, we've, always, we've, we've been fortunate that we've had really good relationships with all the places that we, that we meet at. In fact, most of our, a lot of our meetup locations come from like a, a restaurant group that owns one restaurant that we meet at. Then they tell that other restaurant in their group, Hey, get these guys down here. Um, so, you know, we started meeting at Fassler hall and then they sent us to the McNally's and Norman to start a meetup there and, and, and stuff like that. So in in general, you know, we've had, um, Denny's is great because it's, you know, it's got the old smoking and non-smoking section. Right. And, and that's our weekly meetup uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday nights. And so they just, the old smoking section is just for us on Thursdays. <laughs> we have the entire half of that restaurant and they give us a dedicated waiter. It's, they're, they're actually really great hosts. That so is it's, awesome. Yeah. It's guaranteed business. Come on, so I think that's a lot, of, a lot of people want true. that because yeah. you don't think about it. So like, oh, well, that would be harsh because you get all these people in. But you want those people in. Right. Because they're going to be eating and drinking. And right. when I talked to Mike Ship up at Edmund Unplugged, uh, you know, for the, his D and D groups, they don't. He doesn't charge them now. For everyone else, it's 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 a certain cost. It's like five dollars, I think, to play all you can play. But for the D and D groups, he doesn't charge because he knows we're gonna sit there. We're gonna eat pizza. We're gonna eat hot dogs. I was gonna say, their pizza's the bomb. Be, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Their pizza's so he knows. So good. The same thing with Denny's. Uh, I mean, even though uh, even maybe you might have some people who just have coffee, you're gonna have other people who are gonna eat. They're gonna right. drink. They're gonna have a good time, and right. they're gonna you know give business to the to the business. Right. Absolutely. And they're going to bring friends the next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's the truth. I mean, it's, when you're when moment. you're sitting in a place for you know three, four, five hours, you know, in a night, even if you didn't plan to come to eat, you know, a lot of times you you're going to end up eating, yes. especially you see right. people eating around you, and, right? You know, and it's so convenient. It's There's stack food of right pancakes, here. You yeah. Know, yeah. True story. You're right. Yeah. Chili fries. You're right. Okay. Really right. right. I'm going to adjust the lens on my teenage <laughs> years and realize, yeah, we probably, yeah, we probably, they probably even out. Yes, yes, okay, so so Saturday, uh, just games going on all day. A couple of panels. Uh, anything else? Expect and then and then tournaments and then tournaments. Prizes. What what are, uh, what kind of tournaments can people expect? Is it just kind of the same thing? You go to the website and you check out what they are, and I'm guessing they'll be posted as well at the convention. Yep. Yeah. So there'll be a schedule of all the tournaments and everything that you'll have in your bag, in addition to what's on the website. But yeah, all those, uh, all the different tournaments that you enter the state championships. If you if you win the tournament, and honestly, we're expecting the. I mean, just given the size of of the the state and the board game community here, it might not be that hard to win a lot of these tournaments, especially since we're running nine different tournaments. You know, you might only have to win two rounds. You know, and then you you're the state championship Yay. for whatever game. So, but if you win, you get a trophy. You get a copy of the game, and then you get uh, tickets to, and I forget the name of the con, and uh, it's in Kansas. I do forget the name as well. But you get, t- you get tickets to the next con, which has the regional championship. So these are actually the 2019 uh, championships. So we're kind of at the very start of the of the so championship. State, regional, national. Yeah, oh, state, regional. Oh. Yeah. So you win right? here, you go to regionals, you win at regionals, you get tickets to Gen Con, which is a you know a huge yeah. huge board game convention. So Gen Con is Indianapolis, right? Is that... It is. Okay, good. Wow. Yay. Plus, you, get to, you get to say all that pride of I'm just the Oklahoma right. State yeah. champion. Right. I mean, right. And a trophy. I mean, you get a trophy. Right? I mean, that's pretty proof. cool. Yeah. And to be able to go and represent Oklahoma in the regionals. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. Cool. That's yeah. fantastic. It is pretty cool. Like so, so, much so, so, and, uh, so there's obviously these gaming conventions are going on all over the nation. Oklahoma has been completely silent. Why do you think that is? Um, I just think, I mean, the community has been, uh, growing uh in the last few years just Mm -hmm. phenomenally it's been i mean when we started the board game community it was a much much smaller community it feels like than it is now i mean when we started the only game store really in the area that was dedicated to board games was game hq Mm -hmm. and that was it and since we've started and, and and been running we've seen you know all these other ones pop up and I just think, I mean, it just feels like the, the time is right now. Like it's, it's, you know, the community has grown so much. It's so much bigger than it used to be. And, you know, I honestly, I just think, you know, maybe being in the middle of the country trends kind of start on the, on the, on yeah. the, on the edges right. of the country and work their way to the middle. Well. I agree. And so it takes time for things to get here a little bit sometimes, but I think it's, it's here now. I mm-hmm. think we're really, the board game community is just huge. I think it's also helped it with, really uh, huge. you've got groups like uh, Geek and Sundry uh, mm-hmm. and uh, several other uh, of YouTube and, and, and YouTube gaming can, can people that, that basically show the love of gaming. And so it's kind of, again, trickled down to Oklahoma. But yeah, uh, just the past few years, it's been amazing how much it's just exploded that people want to play board games. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's just in pop culture so much more, yeah. too. I mean, if, if you watch The Big Bang Theory, they're always playing Catan or Ticket to Ride or some card game that you can go and grab at your local store and get to playing in a few minutes. Those things just make it more accessible to people who might not have ever thought of it or might not have looked at it in that way. But like, oh, that looks like something I, I would love to do. I completely agree with yeah. that because you, I think there there used to be a boundary. Like, I mean, that's, sure. how, that's how I didn't end up. A D&D player, I'm sure, you know, but just because I didn't know anyone and it didn't seem very accessible and it seems complicated, you know, all those silly excuses we use to not get into something that, but I agree, it's become a lot more acceptable. And I cannot throw a rock without hitting someone 
like even I've just met that's oh I'm in you know, tabletop gaming you know and it does bring people together on you know like I said our friend that built the board game the way that we came to be friends with him was through the energy soccer team but what do we do when we're not at energy games play board games at his house you know mm-hmm. so that in it, it evolved into this huge like all day event once a month that's we call game of palooza and we just invite everybody over and have a bunch of food and play a bunch of games and yeah. so it's not yeah. and it, but it wasn't as once you get in it it wasn't as complicated or yeah and it's not as, the as stig- it i think you're right looked. the stigma also is not as as big and, and True. especially i say with, with D is is um you know when you've got uh people like um the uh, Vin, um Vin um, you've got uh, Joe Magniola. Um, these people are, you, you, when you think of D&D player as that geeky kid in his parents' basement, and then you go, Vin Diesel plays. Right. And you go, right. Okay, well, you don't get much more Mandy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and so, so you go, so, so I was telling it to my, to my son, it's like when I played D&D, when I first started playing D&D, trying to convince someone else to play D&D was very difficult mm-hmm. because it was still, oh, that's that geeky game kids play in their parents' basement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, nowadays you can go, Vin Diesel plays. They go, oh, I want to do something with Vin, if Vin right. Diesel's doing it, then it must right. be cool. And if Joe Magnola's doing it, it must be cool. Right. And so I said, I told Aiden, I said, if you wanted to start a D&D group at your school, it'd be a lot easier right now than it was when I was a kid. Although we did try to start a D&D group when I was at school. Didn't work out too well, but right? <laughs> we did try. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the same way with board games. Is It's just become... It's more exciting. People are seeing it as a part of our culture, as right. part of our pop right. culture. Right, mm-hmm. right. I love it. So Sundays, anything special that we can expect on Sunday? I mean, it's more of the same kind yeah. of like tournaments will run Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the award show is on Sunday, and that's when we'll we'll. Uh, uh, people are voting on this right now online, actually on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. So uh, Adam's been posting those uh, the categories for like best party game or you know best expansion. Oh, I was going to ask how you were right. Thank you for bringing that back. So yeah, so so yeah, you can just go there and people can vote on those, and then uh, we'll have our votes as well, and then we'll announce those winners nice. at the award show Sunday. We also have a big. Um, a big raffle thing. So everybody who comes just has like a, a chance to like win, win, win games. You know, Yay. we'll just randomly pick people and give them games. Um, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So walking in the door as someone who's relatively new to the community, what's a game coming out that you're really excited about that you want, that you feel like would be a good intro yeah. to them? Like, so a new one that's just coming out that I, that uh, I have uh, two that I think would be great. One is called reef. And um, mm-hmm. so it's it's a really simple game where you're basically making patterns, but with with these really cool colored shaped uh, like aquatic looking reef like coral reef type cool. things. So it's just yeah. like these they're really colorful, they're really chunky. They kind of stack, kind of like <laughs> almost like a like a Lego brick or something when you're playing with them. Mm-hmm. And so they're just really fun to hold and I'm play so with. It's very that. beautiful, and very tactile, and it's really simple. You know, you're just taking cards and you're you're playing these cards to either gain new pieces. Or, and then put them on your board trying to make these patterns that kind of match your cards. Oh. So it's really, really simple. It's really easy to play. That. That's an awesome idea. My wife yeah. loves, like, like, I'm Colorado, all into that. Uh, Colorado, and, and uh, there was, there was mm-hmm. another, yeah. it reminds me of some of the other games where you basically have to try to you know, use your cards to create some other things. Mm-hmm. That'd be it. Oh, she would love that. Yeah, it's, it's that a lot of fun. And again, it takes 15, 20 yeah. minutes to play. Easy. Right. To, you know, Which is the playing Kim and I over in the corner right. playing Reef. It shouldn't take that long. Right. It should not take you 16 hours <laughs> to play a game. Absolutely agree. I'm a diehard risk player. Like, but, that is that is my game. Like, but I, I fully admit it should not ever. Yeah. I love the fact that you can sit down uh, and uh, take it to ride or, 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 or you know, Colorado or... Um, 
I said, oh, I've got so many board games now. I have Munchkin. Um, oh, I like Munchkin. You know, exploding Kittens, whatever it is. I it love shouldn't it. Everyone take knows you that I love long because right. you want to get to the next game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's so much to play. I mean, it is. I feel that way, too, a lot of times. It's just really nice to get through, like, a lot of different games. And right. It's nice when you can learn a game in two minutes and then and then play it in, in 10, 15 minutes. And, and, yeah, I mean, then play it again if you liked it a lot, which, you know, happens with games like exploding Reef and stuff. Exploding Kittens. Yeah, Exploding what Kittens. What was the other one besides oh, so, Reef? So the other one is... Uh, game it's called the mind and it's it's uh some people don't even like to call it a game they just call it an experience because it has so few rules but essentially it's a deck of cards that's numbered from one to a hundred and you deal out in round one everybody gets one card uh you know blindly and you know what your number is but you don't know what anybody else's number is you can't talk you can't communicate in any way you can't you can't signal by tapping you can't do anything and you just have to try to play the cards in order so your only gauge of when to play your card is how long it's taking everybody else at the table to play their card so there's four of you sitting there with these numbers, and you might have 16, and you might be thinking, all right, there's there's numbers 1 to 100. I have a 16. Is that the lowest? I don't know. And so you're kind of right? hesitating. You're deciding, you're like, well, nobody's playing yet. It's I probably like have the lowest. poker blind in a yeah. dark room. But you're all working together. You're all on the same team. Your goal is just to get everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. <laughs> it is the most. It, Hashtag. It, it is. It sounds silly. That sounds and then insane. It's really fun, though. And then in round two, you get two <clears> cards each. And the same thing. You're trying to get all eight of those cards played out. Then round three, you get three. You just get more and more cards. There's a couple other little things you can do. You have a certain number of lives, so if you mess up, you don't automatically lose. You can keep going. You lose a life and go on. But um, we've just had some. We played it at Dice Tower Con for the first time. Oh, yeah. The experiences we had in this game were just so amazing that, oh, Mike played an, a, a 12, and I played the 13, and they played the 14, the 15, the 16. Oh, my gosh. How did we manage to get that in right? order right there? How do we manage to finish each other's sentence to right. that point? Yeah, that's right. awesome. Just the feeling of completing some of yeah. those levels in that way made it such a great experience right. to the point we we were trying to make our little custom copies for a while it was a, it was a great game That's and there will awesome. be several fun. i'm into that yeah, yeah. Reef and mind, okay. Yeah, they, they, they are you'll really find, fun. You'll find us in the corner. Yeah, I love this. I love simple games. So of course, that's what I love about Flux. <laughs> you ever played Flux? Boy, no. I love telling people it's a really easy game. It's just you, you draw a card, you play a card. That's all. Yeah, right. It's like go fish. <laughs> It's not, is it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, that's how you get me. I'm like, I'm into it. I have gotten so many people to play Flux, and they're like, you get about halfway through this game. What is this game? What is even happening? Draw five. Right. Play 10. Right, right. <laughs> well, then your win condition changed. So it's like, oh, I, I was going to win, but now that's not my goal anymore. Right. It's a fantastic I love Flux. I've got Doctor Who Flux. I've got Monty Python Flux. Unfortunately, I'm the only one that gets to play Monty Python Flux because I'm the only one who knows Monty Python in my family. You have to kind of know the content. Yes, you actually have to oh, know the content. Oh, see, yeah. I'd know that. I see, would know it. It's, it's awesome. I could play that. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So uh, so we start at Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And end Sunday at? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yep. And are you selling badges at the door? Mm-hmm. Or yes. Okay. yes, badges. So you will be in too. addition to if, yes. you don't, if you didn't sign up. Right. Stuck it in. Yeah, and there's going to be plenty of games to sign up for, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that uh, just people are going to are just going to really have a, a great opportunity to just play. Again, it's a chance to play games that you don't, you aren't certain whether you would buy them. Right. Yeah. Very much so. Oh, and to that point, I want to make sure everybody knows how accessible they're going to be. We're going to have these players wanted sign and teachers wanted signs. So if you just want to play a specific game, even if you have no other people with you that want to play that game, grab it, put it on top of the players wanted sign. Sit there for a few minutes, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna have people come sit down, be willing to play with you. That is fantastic. You pop a teacher's wanted sign up. One of us will be wandering around. We'll come. We'll help you. We'll teach. Most of us are gonna know how to play a good portion of the games. that will be there. That's so, one of the things that I always loved about when we go to game uh, Loot and XP. The DC 
knows. <laughs> He's so patient. <laughs> Bless his heart. Every game. Yeah, right. he really does. Right. That's amazing. I mean, I, I you know. Well, I and his think, willingness to jump in a game and helps, like, he, yeah. it almost works, to, not to his detriment, but almost. Like, it is it is fascinating to watch him, like, jump in four different games and then <sighs> be manning the counter. And I've just seen, it's it's a delight. Yeah, and I know it's how it's it is with you say. guys, too, is, is the thrill of showing someone a new game is just as exciting as playing it all just playing it right yeah i mean that's really true i think for the first couple years that we ran the meetup i i rarely played a game at the meetup you know but but i was i wasn't i wasn't not having fun i was having a great time because you're introducing games to new people and and that's one of my favorite things and one thing i'm really excited about the convention is i think this will uh just bring in a lot of people who are new um to 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 the community or new to board games in oklahoma or just play board games at their house, but have never done anything like going out and finding other right. people to play games with. I think there's a lot of people like that. And um, we did an ask and ask me anything thing on, on the red on Reddit on the board games um, subreddit a, a few days ago, and we heard from a bunch of people who said they're coming that have never come to one of our meetups or anything like that. But you know, this is their first time getting out and playing games with other people. So, yeah. right. well, it's a lot. You know, for for me, I can't go out and play in the evenings. I the weekends are my only time to play, mm-hmm. and so it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to and. I think the other thing is not only a place to go play games, but a place to go and be with people who play games and enjoy games. Yeah, like-minded yeah. people. People who yeah. like joy. <laughs> people who like things. And in my job, I need as many people. Right? You really do. You uh, really, really do, especially on the weekends. Yes. And I, so it's, it's wonderful. And all you've got all the gaming... I, not just in central Oklahoma, but apparently Tulsa as well, joining in on this. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a statewide event. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited! About I know. It. I was already excited. I'm super excited. Anything else you guys want to make sure to mention? Yeah. Um, Come to their meetups. Yeah, they're super fun. Yeah, they're all I over mean, the city. You, you they're all over the metro. What, what your next meetups? You know, uh, next one will be well Monday night. We have the uh, Living Card Game. Uh, yeah. So Monday right now, we're covering mostly games like uh, L5R, Legend of the Five Rings, and Ashes, Riders of Phoenixborn. So those both relatively easy, accessible uh, living card games, which means instead of collectible packs, you're buying things that you know what you're getting up front. And so we're going to run that. You're going to have even more accessibility change as soon as Keyforge comes out, which will happen in November, and we'll be running large leagues for that game. You buy a $10 pack of cards, you're ready to sit down and play, and that is a deck that can never be changed. So you don't even have to build a deck for that event. Come in, pay $10, you're ready to play with us. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. What else we got? And then Thursday. Th- Thursday is Denny's. So every Thursday, Thursday night, Denny's. Which, which Denny's? Which Denny's? Up in Edmond. Uh, okay. Edmund, it's yeah, the Edmund one Denny's. on 2nd uh, Street. On 2nd right? Street. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right oh, by okay. UCO. So it's. The one uh, I know where it is. Yeah. I don't know where anything is in Edmond. That's like, that you can Denny's ask my I've been get there lost since the Stone Age. Right. Yeah, I know. Right. It's because I worked at the hospital. That's right. And that's the only reason. And I, my husband goes to the university. That's the only reason. Because I went to Denny's while I was in college. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason I know where it is. And that's a great one to come to if you yeah. haven't been before because there's we have you know 30 to 60 people every night that are there and, and um, what time just, does it, uh, it starts take? at six but okay. people can people show up can all yeah cool. throughout the night and people stay there till 10 11 sometimes one or two that's my kind of gathering that's fantastic like, not a specific all right, and you guys are on uh, Facebook both uh, as the Oklahoma uh, board game community as well as the um, as well as token con yes yep. page yeah that's yep. awesome fantastic and look up oh, tokencon.net. Yes, that's right. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much yeah, for showing thank up. Yeah, thank so you for having for us. Having that was us. great. Yeah. We are now to... super excited. <laughs> like, we are already the excited. weekend of October 8th. Oh, I had it. October 6th and 7th. Yep. Yes. And it's going to be at the Myriad uh, yeah, Wyndham Garden Hotel Gardens. on Southwest Meridian. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be, be awesome. so good. 
Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank thank you. you. That's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our website, okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okigeek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can generally find me on the Twitterverse at Wubba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. Okay. And Nikki is uh, under the weather. Her voice was a yep. little bit down. But you can find her at Retro Robinson. She, and she also uh, runs our, runs Facebook, our page. Facebook page, thankfully. And uh, you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Mike Dadalo and Adam Roach, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.